It's time to watch The Muppet Show with special guest George Burns. Um, okay, so I wanted to just um, give you a slight correction. So I finally watched last night the other episode of Seinfeld where George's dad sells computers out of the garage. That's a separate episode. Oh, it's a, I conflated the yeah, episode. after George gets fired from the Yankees. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. He helps his dad sell off computers from his garage. Which is so... I don't know why I find that episode to be so funny, but I, I don't know why there's 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 <laughs> computers in the garage, really. Like, I, exactly, no explanation. it's his father is so ridiculous. Down to his hair, like Jerry Stiller has this like carrot red dyed hair <laughs> that has to be dyeing, right? Like I don't think that that's it's not natural looking. Oh my god! When it's like that red. I love that that those are his parents. I mean, it's effing perfect. I'm officially almost done. With the whole yeah, of it? The final season. Okay, what's your favorite season so far? I think the one where they're writing the, the Jerry pilot. I think that has, like, a through line that's very interesting. Mm-hmm. I really like that one. Yeah. But so far, like, you know, all of the hit episodes are still all the hit episodes. Like, like the dance great. one? Like... Yeah. Elaine dancing. I cannot believe that was so late in the series. That was yeah. like a season seven episode. That is. And it feels so iconic and classic. It is iconic. Like so how, many people do that or have done that reference and like know that. And it's so goddamn funny. It is. Like, it's still funny. I know. <laughs> Julia Louise Dreyfus. She is just too good. I feel like Seinfeld has taken like a, uh, a secondary like talking about Seinfeld also. Also, maybe that's what I'll watch as, like, my spin show in the background. Yeah, because, I mean, I, there's episodes that I probably did not even see because yeah. I fell asleep or... It's, like, sometimes when I watch shows basically. like that without the smell of cigar smoke in the kitchen while a TV show like that is playing, it's just not the same. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, cause... Was uh, this episode of The Muppet Show a little triggering with all the cigar yeah. smoke? I was like, oh, my God. Uh, my dad's voice wasn't like that, but he definitely... You know, he had a, he enjoyed a cigar once a uh-huh. night, you know, and he smoked it right in the kitchen sometimes. When <laughs> later like on in this episode, when, I don't remember who asks him, but someone asks George, like, how many cigars do you smoke a day? He said 20. He said 20. I believed him. Yeah, that, There too. was no lies there at all. He was like, yeah, 20 a day. He has like a, not a, cig- his, a did cigarette Did you hear his voice? Yeah. There was. It was cigari. Uh-huh. <laughs> it was definitely cigari. I was like, Whoa. His glasses literally look like two magnifying glasses. First of all, I saw the bag, like, the magnifying ba- eye bags. They looked like his eyes uh-huh. when you looked into them. Yeah. I it's loved ridiculous. his... Yeah, I loved his look, I have to say. And What's your like overall first impressions of this episode? Okay, first of all, Quanta Lagusta, the first opening act with Piggy. Mm-hmm. I loved that. What I could not get from? enough of that. It's a, it's an old song. Okay. But it just reminds me. You said it with such familiarity, and I'd never Because heard it after the episode, I went on Apple Music, and I listened to the song. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and I was singing it. And it reminded me 
of I Love Lucy. Yeah. And I was like, oh my God, Ricky, a.k.a. Kermie, is finally letting Lucy, Miss Piggy, <laughs> in the show. Have her moment in the show. Yeah. Oh my God, I can't believe I never really noticed that either. <laughs> that, like, Ricky would never let Lucy in the she show. She has to sneak into the show and or Piggy something. And kind of does sometimes with bits, you know, like... Piggy will play an extra in a sketch, or yeah. like a, a, a working part of a sketch, uh-huh. but she never really does her own highlight piece like that. And this was great that this she just did it, and like they didn't talk about it. It's just she was the opening act with the rest of those pigs, and yeah. it was really solid, and, and I liked it. Can I tell you, it gave me an actual, genuine Statler and Waldorf laugh when Statler <laughs> and Waldorf said, one of them said to the other, like, "Oh, I didn't know you knew Latin." He goes, "That was pig Latin." Oh yeah, I was like, "Ha ha, that's a good use of the." There was a lot of clever ones. Well, there. What was the stupid one with the whole shtick with the uh, Gonzo plays the fiddle while George Burns? Oh yeah. So okay. So let's start because that's <laughs> right off the bat. This yeah. is like a running joke that was used a bunch of times in the episode. Okay, it's time to watch the Muppets, which I didn't say. We're look at us. We got ahead of ourselves and actually started the show before we started. Must the have show. been a good episode. Gonzo appears in Burns's dressing room, trying out his new act. Gonzo fiddles while George Burns. I like that joke, says Wait. Burns. It's a pleasure to hear something that's older than I am. What's Mr. Burns' name? What's his first Monty. name? Monty. Montgomery. Yeah, I would just... Oh, get so C. scared. C. Montgomery Burns? Oh C? God. I don't know what the C stands for, but yeah, Mon- Montgomery. They call him Monty. Best episode. Uh, okay, a couple of good Mr. Burns episodes. Okay, the one where he's taking the drugs and he starts glowing <laughs> like an alien. That's a yeah, that's a House of Horrors one, right? No, oh, no, it's not? that's the X-Files episode. Oh, the X-Files. Yeah, yeah. I knew it was like I a spooky... First of all, like, I need to watch that later. Uh-huh. I love that I one. I don't remember like what else goes on in that episode, but they think that there's an alien. What about the st- when Maggie finds the bear? Oh, the little teddy bear? Yeah. yeah that like, he'd had forever or whatever. Yeah. That's a good one. How about See My Past? See my, of course. That's, <laughs> that's, I, immediately, that's the first thing. Is I don't remember what the plot of that episode is. It's like a 100 and Ma- little, One Dalmatians episode. Right? Yeah. yeah. He's going to make a vest out of puppies. Yeah. He has all the animal vests. Yeah. <laughs> see my vest, see my vest, made from real gorilla's chest. I love the see my loafers, former gophers, and he has that, like, horrible shoes. I seriously love it. All right, sorry, George Burns. Well, that's it. This is the joke that we'll run through a little bit of this episode. Gonzo fiddles while George Burns. I liked this George Burns. I think he was a good addition. I think he was better than, like, that comedian that they had on that one time that I can't even remember his name. Uh, but he had, like... Milton Berle? No, but there was the reporter portion with him in it. Oh, he did impressions, that guy. Oh, that guy was... That yeah. was a rough episode. It was a rough episode. Where he's like, let me do an impression. And then, like, every impression <laughs> is of, like, someone who's long since dead and we don't understand. And we're just so young. Oh, we're so God. young. We're so young, we just don't get it. <laughs> All right, so we talked about Piggy and some pigs performing, what was it? Quanta Lagusta? Quanta Lagusta. And it's Catalonian, which is in Catalonia, which is in Spain. Espana? Which is a region in Spain, if I'm not mistaken. That's where they have the war in, um, what's that show? Mr. Peanut Butter? Bojack Horseman? Yeah. There's a war in 
Cantalonia? Yeah, the really? gr- the reporter. Is she a reporter? What is she? She's like the gr- Mr. Peanut Butter's. Yeah, Mr. Peanut Butter's like wife slash girlfriend slash. Yeah, whatever. doesn't she go and she like does some work she with does that some field work? Yes. Yeah, she's gonna help write a book for someone who's maybe like a, a document. doctor without oh. borders or something. Yeah, she's gonna document what he's doing for like some sort of it's, refugee crisis. They're always in at the war in Catalonia. Is it? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I haven't watched BoJack in a long time. Time. Like, and I never went back to the seasons previous when I watched the next one because the show I love it, but it always bummed me out. Oh yeah, me too. Like I've so only ever seen season one and a half, probably. Yeah, one is like not as bad, but then like Vincent Adult Man and what's and her there's name? There's so many good jokes throughout it, but then they start to develop these characters into just something so real that it like it hurts to watch them hurt. Yeah, it sucks. I love it, but it's like it's too it's much. painful. Yeah, yeah. agreed. Kermit finds Fleet Scribbler, reporter to the Daily Scandal, snooping through his files. Kermit tries dealing with the unreasonable reporter, but Fleet turns everything the frog says into a negative headline. Gonzo enters the backstage area to alert Kermit that that he has an intro to do. Fleet then finds another possible headline. Gonzo fiddles while George burns. I liked the idea of this character. In theory, I thought this was a fun, like, addition. I liked like, it. Kinda, he was okay. Like, but, like, it kind of... Look, it wasn't it the worst... Disappears. It does. It totally was, like, two episodes stuck together. Because even when we get later to, um... Oh, God. What is that segment? The the veterinarian's hospital. Mm-hmm. Piggy, like, they all sound different than they did in the beginning of the episode. It's weird. Yeah, they kind of did. And I couldn't understand why we went to a veterinarian's hospital when when we saw Piggy being in the by pigs, in space. pigs in space. I'm telling you, they they like something was something. Yeah, around. I think you're right. I bet you in next week's episode there'll be a pigs in space, and we'll be like, it'll be like connected or weirdly connected, and we'll yeah. be like, I see. We have to keep our eyes open for yeah. that, honestly, because that was so weird. And, you know, it kind of takes a little bit of effort to get these characters ready to do their sketches. Yeah, right? like, I wish we got to see her in Pigs in Space after that. Because Pigs in Space has been significantly better than Veterinarian's Hospital. Significantly. Even though this Veterinarian's Hospital wasn't... I was like, I at least they're making a joke about an inanimate object and not an animal. I watched this episode with my brother. and Justin? While, yeah, while we were sitting there watching it, I was like kind of dead-faced for a lot of it, a little bit of it, you know, and I skipped the intro, and he goes, you're skipping the intro? I go, this is like our 30th episode. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I can't, yeah. I can't watch the intro every episode, yeah. Justin, I'm sorry, I can't. And I go, and there's just one bit that changes, and it's right here. Yeah. Just, you know. <laughs> yeah. So I'm like, okay. Um, and then I, t- I told him, I'm like, listen, we've watched so much of this, so <laughs> almost quickly, I think, I don't know, I don't think you... <laughs> <laughs> it's a slow binge, sure, but, like, I had to really let him know, like, there are, th- I will have three, like, belly laughs in a whole episode. Otherwise, I'm sitting there like, hmm. <laughs> oh, okay. So then he was watching that, that, that veterinarian's hospital, and he goes, this, this is weird, right? They're just making jokes about a phone? Like, what is that? So I had to explain to him about the At the Dance episode that we watched where they just made tennis jokes. Oh, my God. And he was like, wait, was there anything? And I was like, no, there wasn't a tennis pro guest. There wasn't, there was no reason for it. 
they just made tennis jokes the whole time. Imagine if next episode they make a bunch of jokes about a phone, and then we realize that, like, the veterinarian's hospital... Right, like, it literally belonged in the Because they're like, episode. you know what, it's a little too much about the phones. You know? <laughs> they're like, well, what are we going to do with this sketch? Who talks about phones this much, guys? we got to move this sketch somewhere else. Oh, my God. All right, so we're moving on now to Kermit introducing George. With a cigar and a song, George tells Ralph... Who I'm going to stress, his name is Ralph... About his showbiz days act, doing acts with a dog. The act went awry when the dog bit him, and George was fired, but they kept the dog. George then sings Train Back Home. George Burns calls Ralph Ralph like three times in the sketch, <laughs> and I loved it so much. He's like, you know what, Ralph? Yeah. <laughs> I have to say, a sketch like this would typically be boring for me, but for uh, whatever reason, this wasn't. He has a very, like, he has a way about him that is, like, he kind definitely of doesn't. charming and interesting. He drew me in, yeah. for sure. I would definitely agree with that. It's surprising, because I'm like, who's this, like, dusty old man who's, like, <laughs> I've heard of, like, three things that he's done. You know what I mean? It's, not to say that, but, like, some of these older comedians are, like, they were on their way out when they guested on The Muppet Show. Yeah, I know. They're you know, like, so yeah. it's like, it's a lot to mm-hmm. then show us 40 years later being like, did you catch the George Burns episode? Yeah. Like, Who the fuck is George Burns? Yeah, but he was terrific and yes. I enjoyed him very much. Speaking of, I was Wait, and the Ralph, know... the Ralph thing too, um, he was like, play like you're not getting paid. <laughs> so this episode, and, <laughs> yeah, this episode aired in 77. George Burns passed away in 96. That motherfucker. Two months after reaching the age 100. That motherfucker Chain had to grasp his episode. voice, smoke these <laughs> diesel-ass cigars, and he lived to 100 years old. Yeah, that's wild. So if he didn't do those things, you think he'd be 120? Maybe. Maybe we'd actually have him on the show, our first real guest. If you really love cigars that much, I mean, it's still a good run. That's, yeah, a hundred. That's a great run. That's like literally everything after that is just bonus, right? Like, you're like, I'm going to live to be a hundred years old. No one says I'm going to live to be 94. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you, oh, that's Let's not talk too much about getting older and dying because, you know, I might have an anxiety attack and be like, <laughs> I'm a human person and I'm aging every second of every day I, and, and I'm going to die and yeah. I don't know what that's going to be like. It's not it's not going to be good. Well, it's not right? going to be bad either. Is it? It's going to be neutral. I mean, I'm not going to be happy if you die. No, I know. But, like, I don't want it. Like, what I'm thinking is I'm hoping that I will age to die. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But I don't want to think about it because it freaks me out. Yeah. No, me too. It like, And it could, like, really freak me out <laughs> if I think about it too much. Ash <laughs> uh, and <laughs> No, uh, what do we have here? How should I know what... What did you say that song was called again? Quanta Legusta. Well, how should I know what Quanta Legusta means? Piggy tells someone off screen. Fleet approaches her and asks for some backstage dirt. She refuses to backstab her frog until she hears about the possibility of a photo spread. So I I'm like glad they guy, didn't like... get dirty with it. I'm glad they can't. Yeah. Yeah. You know, they can't really yeah, get like, to like... Drive home like some creepy mm-hmm. shit. I like the look of this character. This What's his name again? Fleet... Fleet Scribbler. Yeah, I almost called him Skeeter. And I did like all of his, like, dumb riffing of, like, taking everything Kermit said and, like, writing a negative headline. I like that, that, too. That was very funny. He's like, oh, I heard you're cutting some classic sketches. And he's like, no, we're keeping we're keeping plenty of our classics. And he's like, oh, 
Muppet Show staying same old, same old. That, you know, like <laughs> yeah, it was. And he's like, it was well, no, cute. There's good new stuff, and he's like, oh, Muppet Show experimenting with trying to stay relevant. Yeah. Like, I thought that was very, very funny. good. But it's it's it, yeah, it's good commentary on how things are spun. This sketch next sucked. Which is it? A performance of Chattanooga Choo Choo. Okay. There's like four random dudes in tuxedos singing the Chattanooga so, Choo Choo. Can I just say something? Mm-hmm. This would have been the UK spot, but you know that that Fozzie Bear. I know. Well, first know. of all, that as soon as I saw Fozzie in that background, I was like, "This is some British shit." Yeah. Why is that background? That background. And then you know, it's some British shit. And exactly. It's and then so he weird. was like. Singing a British song, uh-huh. a clearly a British, one and of the, the misses, yeah, and the misses, <laughs> and then the audience was singing along, and I was like, okay, I know that this is the UK spot, but this yeah. isn't the longest UK spot yes. in the world, and it like exists in its own dimension. I don't even understand how it's a UK spot. That was a very, very weird thing. It was a weird thing, but I anyway, mean, this Chattanooga Choo Choo. All I thought was, didn't they cover this on Double Threat for some reason? Did probably? they bring up Chattanooga? Choo-choo. They probably did. Yeah, they I'm, probably did. I'm listening to today's episode, and they are really talking about how all of their references are literally for no one. Yeah. So that the Chattanooga <laughs> Choo-Choo very well could have come up. Yeah, I love them. This sketch really just reminded me of, I'm still working through the Jim Henson book. And, how far uh, are you? I really, I would say, let's see. My Audible will tell me. I I'm, need to listen, because I haven't. I am only on chapter five. I have 18 hours and two minutes left to go. This is a long book. I'm still in the opener. I need to catch... I'll catch up to you. And I'm really curious to know who they interviewed for this book. Because it sounds like they talked to, like, literally everybody. But, like, are how are some of these folks still alive to be interviewed about, about Jim? I'm really curious to know. Or did he find letters, like... That's... The other thing is, yeah, I'm, like, curious to know if he found... I don't know, even like half a manuscript or something and built a book out of this. It's interesting to me. Can I ask you a question about going to church when you were growing up? Okay. Do you remember <laughs> when they would be like, and here's a letter to A Paul. letter to Paul from John and the Corinthians. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Let us not go on to that mountain verily. <laughs> and you're like, cool, okay. I'm okay. like... I have no but fucking idea right what there. you're saying. Right? What this means. Hoomst was saying it. I can't imagine writing the letter, somebody writing the letter, no, yes. people following what the letter uh-huh. is saying, and, and like, looking around and being like, are, nobody knows what they're saying, right? No, like, no. no. How is everybody that smart that they're like thousand thusts and all well, that Well, first stuff? of all, that's the King James. They uh, added that. They added words like, verily unto you, I say <laughs> Let us go up the mountain no further. Tarry on down the path of righteousness. What? Footnote, this is what righteousness <laughs> means in this. Like, I don't know, sorry. When you said a, reading a letter to the whatever. So like in a in a dystopian future where Christians just become so, not Christians, but like I'm, I'm like conflating people. Mm-hmm. But you know, like Jesus far Bible. right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like in the future, it's like... Um, What's that? What's that? Um, I want to call it Dumbtopia. Come on, help me out here. It's that stupid movie that everybody is like, idiocracy. The, yeah, idiocracy. Dumbtopia <laughs> is like the Walmart value version of it's the idiocracy. Bargain yeah, I found this in the Walgreens checkout line. Dumbtopia? You want to watch it? <laughs> and I haven't read our our book yet, but like in the future, they'll take like that like 
setup of those Christian letters, like Paul to the Corinthians, mm-hmm. it'll be like, I don't fucking know, like Paris Hilton to Kim Kardashian <laughs> from... <laughs> Get in the car. We're going shopping, bitch. Like, And it was that day that Paris found the little heels. Had she not had them, the simple life may not have had happened. Oh my god. That is the word. First of all, speaking of that, I watched the Von Dutch documentary on Hulu. Did you watch that? No, but I did see that it exists. Okay, also, I watched the Nickelodeon. I've heard that's good. First of all, that is the best. Is it? I have to watch oh, that one. It touched my heart. Yeah. But the Von Dutch one was pretty dang it's interesting. Von Trash? Yeah, Von right? Trash. Yeah. Yeah, interesting. But that, Paris Hilton is interviewed in that, and I, I thought that was funny. Imagine. When you hear of that brand, you think of her with the trucker hat. Yeah. Like, honestly. Mm-hmm. What a, what what is a that dumb thing. What is even about? It's about the brand and about, like, the curse behind... It's not trash. It's cursed, I think. The okay. curse something. Well, cursed. Yeah. It's just, like, there's a lot of scandal and stories and, like... It started as this authentic thing, and then mm-hmm. it became something else, and there was, like, it's basically boring and not boring. Mm-hmm. So, anyway. About, like, watching it evolve into something that it wasn't meant to be kind of thing? No, it, like, changed hands, and oh, okay. somebody, like, basically stole the company from another. It's, like, it's kind of wild. Yeah. Yeah. It's and it's interesting. What, is that brand a brand that was older before it became, like, a flash in the pan? Well, it was somebody's name. It's this uh-huh. artist, Von Dutch, who's, like, an American sort of anarchist type of artist. Uh-huh. And then it stemmed from this company. It, it stemmed, like, this guy was, like, sewing Von Dutch patches on hats or on, not hats, like, workwear situation. Yeah. And um, this other guy who used to be a gangster... Or whatever. I don't know. I'm terrible at explaining this. I'll just have to watch it. It's it's interesting, not interesting. (laughs) Did you see that they're doing a Pamela Anderson and Tommy Lee documentary? I did hear of it, Well, it's like a biopic TV series? Or they do When I saw that it was a TV show, I was like, oh, woof. Okay, this doesn't need to be a TV show. I can tell you that already. What did they used to do biopics on Lifetime? Or what channel? Lifetime used to do, yeah, like a lot. Because Lifetime now, you know what they do? Sinister movies. What sinister movies? This is my... Gr- no, no, no. My grandma watches these. Uh-huh. Uh, basically, they're movies where it's like, another woman tries to steal your man's baby. Oh, Somebody yeah, tries to kill your whatever. Sure. That's where like the hand that rocks the cradle it's is like complete from, right? trash. Like, yeah. yeah. I remember as a kid, my mom used to watch this one called The Bastard Out of Carolina. <laughs> It's like, I don't remember anything about what that movie's about, but I remember that one was on. Oh, my God. All right, I'm going to get us back on track slightly. All right, cut, please. Because the Chattanooga Choo Choo ends basically with all of them getting hit by a train, and it reminds me of this quote that I sent you from the Jim Henson book. Jim said, In the early days of the Muppets, we had two endings. Either one creature ate the other, or they both blew up. Yep. And that is the epitome of what this sketch is. Yep. Not the only sketch. Yeah, oh, in this episode? Yeah, I know. So then Kermit tries to... Kermit tries warning George about Fleet. When he enters asking for a brief interview, George makes wisecrack answers and blows some cigar smoke in his face, sending him off. This He, he asks George, like, oh, how much are you making this episode? And $250,000. So now we go to this veterinarian's hospital that we already kind of talked about. Yeah. Veterinarian's hospital, the crew diagnosing a telephone. 
Dr. Bob recommends it see the telephone operator instead. This sketch was dumb. I did like how Janice was like, oh, wow. Like, mm-hmm. she did a lot of those. The one joke that I loved was when um, Rolf is going through the phone book and Miss Piggy says, how does it look? And he says, jaundiced. It's the yellow pages. <laughs> yeah. I thought that was funny. That was probably the best joke in that sketch. I think that right. was <laughs> one of the better ones. The UK spot, Fozzie Bear sings, Watcher knocked him in the old Kent Road. Yep. British shit. Do you Watcher know what Kent is? knocked him in the old Kent Road. I have no idea what that any of that means. I think it's in South East London. Okay. Or South East England. You should Google it and check me. So it says... Uh, this is the UK spot. An old English music hall song. It was performed by Fuzzy Bear, who uncharacteristically Sarah succeeded in entertaining Statler. That is the weirdest part about this, is yeah, he, he succeeds in, in it's like his entertaining goal, Statler and Waldorf. But he did the whole audience, too. But, like, and succeeding in a UK spot with that is like succeeding in a dream. Right? Like, not everybody sees this. Did he really succeed if... If it's only shown in the UK. UK Yeah. It didn't happen. I'm sorry, Fozzie. (laughs) Sorry, Fozzie. What the fuck was he wearing, Well, that's like saying that's... No, because it's like, you know what? So many people get famous in the UK, and they're like only medium famous in the US. Mm -hmm. Like, um... Kylie Minogue. Kylie Minogue. She just has that song. Well, Australia, too. She's huge, obviously. She's from there. Yeah. That's like the honestly, is there another Kylie Minogue song? Yeah, in England. No, I <laughs> Well, I was listening to a podcast and they were talking about Robbie Williams for that yeah, same Yeah, same matter. thing, yeah. What did he did sing he have, here? The only song that I remember is the Millennium song. Oh yeah, the Millennium song. I don't yeah. but they apparently there was another one. But they said that he like, you know, can't walk the streets in London. Yeah, he's like huge. Like, uh, you yeah. know. But here we're like, sure. Yeah. I'm trying to think of other like weird English there has to be a lot. Yeah. Oh, I almost said Pussycat Dolls, but I don't know that I mean that. I oh, I know what Are you they? Mean. No, they, there's like other girl groups in England. Mm-hmm. Is it Little Mix? Little Mix, thank right? you. Right, they tried to do them here. Yeah. When I worked my I day said job. Pussycat Dolls. <laughs> it's like the same thing. Yeah. My day job years ago when we did a record release for Little Mix, they were like, they had an event in Sea Caucus mm-hmm. at like this big Walmart. And they were like, do you want to go? And I was like, I don't. No, I don't care about this, and I have to work, and it's a Saturday. No. No, thank you. But they tried to do this, like, big thing, because they were going to be the... Basically, they were trying to, like, if Backstreet Boys in sync were One Direction, they were trying to, like, have a new Spice Girls. Yeah. You know? And it's like, that... There is only one Spice Girls. ...did not happen. That was not the, you know, one-to-one at all. But I remember them being disappointed that... Can you think of another girl brand that holds up to the Spice Girls? That holds up to the Spice Girls? Pop, pop group. Like like the Spice Girls. Because there's Backstreet Boys. Because you could be like this. I like the Backstreet Boys. And somebody could be like, no, Sync is better. And then a wild card can be like, no, 98 Degrees or something like that. Spice but Girls? Like, no. Because like you want to say, like instinctively, I would be like, oh, Destiny's Child. But that's like an R&B girl group. That doesn't, that's like the next generation oh, of TLC. Yeah. Versus... But you could, I, I think it's fair to say, okay, TLC versus Spice Girls or... Mm-hmm. I'm being so gendered, but that's not why I mean it. Like, no, I know. I just mean saying. like those group. Like, they used to group them era, like that. Yeah. Because like I can remember off the top of my head, like Bewitched. Remember them? Yep. Like they didn't hold anything. They had that one song. Was S Club Seven a mixed bag? 
I think so. Yeah. And I think they only performed ABBA songs. No, that was 18. Do you remember that? Yes. You're reminding me of a time <laughs> that I forgot about. And this is the same type of time when those, like, when, like, Tom Green was a popular actor. Mm-hmm. Like, that whole era. Yeah, this, like, weird... It's from, like, 98 to 2000. Yeah, It's like The 98, 99, those were weird years. I would even say 2001, but I feel like 2001 has, like, this hard edit point of 9-11. You know what I mean? Like, like, I don't feel like any of that shit... I mean, I'd never forget, because I always remember. (laughs) But I feel like none of that shit was allowed to go any further after 9-11. Like, there was, like, this, like, hard edit point Mm -hmm. in culture. Mm Mm-hmm. What came? Can you think of any pop or no. like any popular music during 9 11? No. I bet you like Celine Dion or something. Was Especially because we were in like middle school around then. Eighth grade. So like I was all in. I can, yeah, all I can you think about is like new metal, like System in of Down. Eighth Down. grade. I was listening to a lot of like, I discovered the fact that like at FYE you could go and find like a DJ'd mixed mm-hmm. CD, like dance music, like KTU late at night. Mm hmm. Except better. And, like, I just, I feel like I listen that, to like, a lot KTU, of that. That, like, it's, it's 1 o'clock in the morning on a Saturday night I ordered music playlist. Jock Jams Volume 2, by the way. You recently. are fully ordering <laughs> dance CDs now. You're a problem. I don't even know why uh, I ordered Jock Jams Volume 2. What's on that one? It's, I like the mix. It's like, uh, All right, hang on. Let Hustle, me, ATD, let me action, boys, this next, action. Like, missable thing. Pull up on your phone what the songs are that are on okay. Jock Jams 2. Okay. <laughs> Gonzo has a chat with Burns about his old showbiz days and shares the story of his very first acting. Working with a kangaroo who could tell time by keeping a pocket watch in his pouch, which was always on Australian time. Okay. Uh, after this, we got faked out to thinking that we were having an at the dance, but instead Piggy chases Kermit all around the ballroom But he, while he sings, I won't dance. I didn't know what to think of this. At first I was like, oh, they're trying something different for this, but then I was like, okay, I'll go back to the old. It surprised me. The set was a little different, and I even yeah. said, I was like, oh, where's the chandelier? Where, like, And it started with like slightly different at the music dance. At the music music. At the dance. Music. Music. Yeah. I liked it and I didn't like it. I don't mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't I didn't like it enough to like hope it stays. Yeah. And then I was also happy when it was over. I was mm-hmm. like, okay, goodbye. What'd you think of it? I thought it was fine. I thought it was more jarring that it wasn't in at the dance and I'm like so used to the formulaic. Oh, I mean I did show. appreciate the fact that they switched it up. Yeah. Yeah. But I was just like, eh, this is fine. Are you ready for the list? Mm-hmm. Welcome to the big show. Do you know that one? Does no, it, this... but is that the one that's like... Dun, 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 you do know it. Y'all ready for this? Yeah. Because I feel like that's the perfect way to start one First of these First of all, CDs. yes, that okay. is it. good. Then the second one is... Two Unlimited, No Limit. No, no, there's no limit. No, 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 no. That's like a famous... That was popular in Britain, that song. In oh, 3LW. Britain. How about that one? I was like, no, see, all of the girl groups were like R&B girl groups. That's true. Everybody, everybody. And then here, the next one is a cheer. One, two, three, four, something new, Timber Clean Radio. Mm -hmm. Oh, no, this is Coolio. That's not a cheer. But there are cheers mixed in. Mm -hmm. Then we got a love thing. This is, this is your night. 
Dancing free until the morning, morning light. light. Together, Together forever, because this is your night. Okay, I know that one. Amber. Um, and then, this is how we do it. So, so far, this one could really be played in the background of a sequel to A Night at the Roxbury. Oh, definitely. How about this one? Set it up, I sing, Jen. Y'all, set it up. Set it, set, set, set it up. I feel like this is one on of those TikTok left. challenges where people are like, on the right. do you know these millennial songs? No, and I'm like, yeah. mm, oh, wait, how about this one? This. Most popular song at the time. Okay. Can you guess it? The Macarena. Oh. So now I'm doing it because I know it. Are you ready? I like to move it, move it. I like to move it, move it. She likes to move it. <laughs> and then the another one called Give It Up, which I don't remember. Mm. The next one is called The Bomb, which is This time moving to my mind. You know that one? Mm-hmm. It's like when they try to bring back disco. Yeah. And then boom, boom, boom. Boom, boom, boom. How about, and then what's up? Oh, yeah. This is when I walk in on and I step outside and I take, but it's a cover. Weird. And it's, well, it's not a cover. It's by DJ Miko, and they, like, speed up the song, and they make it into a dance version of oh that song. God, What's so going weird. on? That's insane. And then the last one is The Village People. Oh, wait, no, no, no. There's What's Up, and then Happy and You Know It, which I don't remember. Mm. I have a feeling this is, if you're happy and you know it, clap your hands. <laughs> <laughs> and the next, the last one is Macho Macho Man. Of of course. So there's is. the Jock Jams Volume Two. Um, for a pick me up if I ever get tired driving home. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely is like uh, you're falling asleep a little bit at the. Moment. I mean, I could imagine myself in elementary school and like listening to that in my living room. I'd be like, yeah, yeah, I discovered music, mom and dad. Uh, when we were kids, my brother and I went to the grand opening of the Models once, and he won <laughs> the Jock Jams CD. Oh, yeah, because it's by ESPN. One. Yeah. Produced it. Yeah, he won the first volume of Jack Jam. That's so funny. Um, Modell's opening. <laughs> does he still have it? I should ask him. Probably. I, my brother has a CD collection. He probably does. Bet you. I'll be like, Justin, burn me that CD. Lunch Encounter Monster happens t- happens upon a talking machine Ugh. who goes through a pre-recorded readout of its various components, which the monster eats. After the whole machine is engulfed, the monster learns that he just consumed the most powerful explosive in the world. Okay. Explodes. I wanted to like this sketch. Mm-hmm. I like Lunch Encounter Monster. It I was just name. a little long, but I did appreciate the ending. And this was probably one of the best explosions. Mm-hmm. Yeah, best like. And it was like... And, and, yeah, satisfying. Yeah, it was very satisfying. Next, Scooter agrees that <laughs> agrees the fleet situation is horrible. He didn't know where to begin when talking about backstage gossip. Of course, Scooter is like ready to sell the show down the fucking river. Have I ever told you, you... shitty turncoat? Damn it! Have I ever told you that um, I hate Scooter? Oh no, not today. You haven't. Oh, I don't like not him. Yet. I don't care for him. What a piece of shit. And I totally put the wrong fill weight on a package, and I'm super glad that the lady caught it. <laughs> I did love this part. They observe Fleet talking to the Swedish chef, and Fleet is able to speak mock Swedish with him. I love that. that yeah, was that was funny. cute. Uh, our final sketch of the night, George joins Rolf again for a closing number. 
Miss Piggy and the chorus enter as well. George leads them in It All Depends on You, Then You Made Me Love You. Gonzo's lyric sheet proves to be repetitive, listing didn't want to do it over and over, disrupting the song. I loved that. I loved this left sketch so uh-huh. much, and I loved Gonzo in it, too. The didn't want to do it every time with the little dumb sheet, and his hand was very cute and stupid. I, I thought it was stupid and cute, too. I liked it. All around, this was not bad. This was, was not fun. a bad episode. No, it wasn't. It really wasn't. But it was, like, two disjointed episodes put together. It really was. Yeah, I really want to see next they episode. They use, they... like... Cut sketches or leftover sketches from another episode for mm-hmm. this, for sure. I, I don't agree with the veterinarian's hospital. And, but So at closing, Fleet tries to get more info out of George, asking about the supposed sighting of him and Piggy at a local discotheque. George responds by sending more secondhand smoke his way. I, I, I don't love how much um, George Burns blew um, secondhand smoke onto these... Uh, wonderful felt creations I know, that they definitely probably always retained stink the stink like of the, smoke. Yeah, the stink of smoke. That was rude? Yeah. Nickelodeon, the second backstage sequence was cut, as was Statler and Waldorf's com- comment about George's first number. The second backstage sequence. Which one was the second one? The one with Piggy. That's a bummer. Nickelodeon cut the interview with, Pe- with Piggy. Maybe because they too were like, this makes this episode seem like this doesn't fit here. Interesting. Interesting. Well, the first opening act really set it off for me. I feel like if this episode didn't have the first opening act, Mm -hmm. I wouldn't like it as much. But I thought Quanta Lagusta was very catchy and very fun and just, like, got me up for the... got me in a good mood to watch the entire episode. You don't usually see a regular in the opening Opening. number like that. Especially not, like, Piggy, you know, like... Hey, I said keep it coming. I'm glad it was Piggy. Yeah, I agree. I think the closest we've gotten was, like, having, um... I think the band has had the opening number once or twice. You know, like, it's never usually, like, a true performer of the show. Mm Mm-hmm. So it's kind of surprising to see them come out and be so front-loaded. Mm-hmm. Uh, Megan. Uh, Dougie. Next week we have a fucking doozy. That I'm excited for with Dom DeLuise. Can you remind me who that is again? Dom DeLuise? Oh my god, he's like a comedian. He's been in like so much stuff. He's in those like Cannonball Run movies. He was in. You ever seen the movie Fatso? No. He's in that movie. He was in the Muppets movie. His oh name God. is super familiar. I can Dom DeLuise. Okay, you ever seen Fievel? The Fievel movies? Fievel yeah. Goes West? He plays the big cat in those. I haven't seen any of the movies that you named. Uh, Look, I have him up on my phone. Let's okay, see you pulled like. him up. Oh, I know who this is. Yeah. Yeah. He's kind of like... um. Yeah, I definitely know who he is. Great. And he does a lot of character voices. Yeah. And he's like a physical comedian, too. So I think that it'll be, yeah, I think it'll be a good, a good fit. It should for the definitely show. be a good fit for the Muppets. The premise of this episode is Miss Piggy comes up with various schemes to impress Kermit. Uh oh. <laughs> Not really much to work with here. Uh, that just as makes far me as think like uh oh, but it, it should be Piggy heavy, which I like. Yes, a Piggy heavy episode is usually pretty good. 
As long as she's not being mean to Gonzo. That's the most important part. Yeah, that is the most important part. And I think for, I hope for all the piggy haters out there that they like that first opening thing, if they're watching along with us. Mm-hmm. Hey, piggy haters, we're <laughs> talking to you now. We're here for Gonzo, and we're here for Piggy. And basically, if they spun the two of them off into their own show, we would watch that. It'd be like Mork and Mindy, but like Pig and Gonzi. Pig oh and my god, Gonzi. oh, we forgot to talk about how, um, what's his name, George Burns was like, what are you, the other Groucho brother? Oh, that I mean, was the really other funny. Marx brother. I call yeah. him the Groucho and then he's brother. Like, no, I'm like, I can't think of my <laughs> thoughts. Like, I'm like, I'm thinking about what's going on, and I'm like, wait, can I speak English? And Gonzo like can't even. He's just like, no, like, no, no I'm famous too. Yeah, like, I know. He just I'm shut on him my down. Way up. Don't worry about it. <laughs> I was just, I thought that was so funny. I thought. I've never heard that punchline. He made it seem like it was a very famous punchline, but he said, who gave you that name? And he said, my mother did before she died. Two years before, two years yeah, before yeah. I was born. And he goes, how did you get it? What'd you fought? And she gave it to my dad to give you. Yeah. The way he said it to him. So matter of factly, like, I'm like, is this a famous punchline or something? It was really funny was and really funny. weird, like funny in an awkward way. Yeah. Oh, anyway, well, I'm excited for next week. Next week, Dom DeLuise. I think it should be a lot of fun. I really like him. I can't express to you where I know him from, though, which is kind of sad and weird, but I think this will be a good one. This will be a good one. So join us next week while we're watching the Dom DeLuise episode, episode 211. We are burning through this season. I can't believe it. We're like almost at the halfway mark of season two. Wow. How many episodes have we watched this far? We watched 11. We watched 10 this season of 24. That's pretty good. I feel like we just started season two. We've been doing this for 24 weeks. Meg, we've been doing this for over 30. Season one was 24 episodes also. Holy crap. Yeah, dude. Plus we did the Muppets Haunted Mansion. We've almost been doing this a year. Dang. Remember we started like mid-February. Go us. I know. Pretty consistent. I like it. Our release schedule's been pretty tight, right? Yeah. So, join us next week. You can follow us along on Instagram and Twitter at ITTWTM. And, uh, it's the gumball.